Just before like everything, like the they're about to run out and everything, um, there was a moment between Benji Marshall and Ivan Cleary where yeah. they shook each other's hand. Like it was just like a real, and I don't know. I saw it as like a, a real. It wasn't like it wasn't oh, it was coach respect. player. It was I don't know. It was like peers almost. Like I, I was. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't mention it to you guys at the time, but when I saw it, I was like, oh wow, that's mm-hmm. really like. Maybe that just indicates that there's no egos in the Tigers dressing room. That's what. It, Progressive Rugby League. It's Progressive Rugby League time again. Hello, the slugs here. I've bothered to turn up this week. Uh, and of course, with me, the guys who kept it all together, Jono. G'day, how are we? And Big Al. G'day, Slug. Great to have you back. Hello, listeners. Hello, everyone. Good morning, Rugby League. Should I, should I actually say, De votre fan club en Australie, beaucoup de félicitations au dragon catalan. Mm, you can. Okay. Yes. But can you say it in Strine? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Congrats to the Catalan Dragons from your Australian fans. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, just before we get into our round reflections, I guess, I guess a mini round reflection is that... Um, Jono and I got to watch Big Al up close mm. in a tight Tigers match. It was it was it was it was tense there, wasn't it? A it little was. bit towards the end. Oh really? I thought I played it really cool. Oh well, look, I'll tell times... that to my shoulder, which received a <laughs> <the> buffeting. <laughs> there were times, you know, that you kept it pretty cool for most of the night, but at times we'd be having a conversation and you'd just be frozen, just like that. <laughs> just like that. So you know when you eat a, an ice block too quickly and yeah. there's that moment where you just realise, oh, my brain's about to freeze? <laughs> That's what your face looked like oh, dear. in those I, moments. I, in those moments, I was kind of wondering, should we, should we not talk just yet? <laughs> or what, what, what should we do? No, luckily, but, luckily I got through it and, you know, couldn't have done it without the support of you two fellas. Well, exactly, even though I was going for the other side. <laughs> they kept it interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. My round reflection kind of flows on from that. My round reflection: the step is back. The step is back. The step is back. The step is back. Luke Brooks, that try oh. uh, in that game. You know, who'd have thought in in this day and age you could uh, your, your move to score a try could just be to run quickly in one direction and then change direction <laughs> quickly near the line and and fall over the line. Um, Maloney. Yeah. Yesterday, oh. that step. Stepping. You know, we did go through a period of swerving. We you know, did. There was, obviously, Benji brought the, the step back with yeah. uh, Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. But then but we went I, swerve. Am I imagine? Who were the known swervers? Well, Tim Brasher was the greatest swerver. Oh, he was, of course. <laughs> Tim Brasher. So one that immediately comes but, to mind. But I'm, am I imagining it? I haven't seen much stepping for a while, and now it seemed to be back in force this weekend. You might be right. I haven't, I haven't paid too much attention well, to it. I think, to I think the, um, the step has become... Part of the the progression of Luke Brooks's evolution into game controlling halfback, he's been held back by a couple of seasons, I think, by some poor coaching decisions. But Ooh. this this line, well, <clears throat> Jason Taylor, um, and that's probably about it. Uh, <laughs> but he's he, he this this year he's he's been taking on the line more, and then as part of that, like once you get to the line, you're like, where am I going to go? So you change directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should I should. Say that Talmalolo is exempt from that because you have a big uh, bullocking forward who oh. throws a step in last minute. You know who could do a good step? Big Dave Taylor. Oh, he <laughs> could. Those were the days. Well, that's my round reflection. Step is back. Welcome back, Step. 
Uh, look, my round reflection revolves around the career of referee Matt Chechen. Mm, so, big story. And I want to ref- huge story. I want to reflect on how his career really reflects on the rugby league community and how the rugby league community has come a long way in many ways, but regressed in other ways. Mm-hmm. So let me take you through it. So obviously what's happened over the last week, there was an article last week by Andrew Webster at the Sydney Morning Herald who basically outlined the reasons for Matt Chechen's retirement from NRL refereeing. And, and they are twofold, really. One, the one that got the headlines was, you know, the death threats from the World Cup semi-final. Yeah. And also the other is the constant unprecedented attention on referees this year. The noise. The noise. Yeah. Um, you know, so completely unprogressive and completely exactly. what we're against here. Exactly. So I was reflecting on it as I was reading the article. And the article came up with um, a couple of interesting points, which got me thinking. So one is, of course, Matt Chechen... Uh, a few years ago came out as a homosexual uh, referee, as a homosexual man, who was also a referee. And that was a very brave step because obviously, as we've seen this year, referees are pretty vulnerable as they are. Mm. Uh, it's not like Ian Roberts came out, which is one of the, the most brave decisions of mm. all time in the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. Uh, but he's a big, big fellow who could look after himself. Toughest Where, man in the game. Matt Chechen, uh, you know, came out and... What I w- was really impressed by was reading that Matt said, ever since he's come out, he's never heard one negative comment from a fan, player, or official about that, which got me thinking, geez, we've come a long way over the last 20 or 30 years. If that happened 20 or 30 years ago, I don't think it would be the same. Yeah. So in that article, he mentioned that he even got on-field compliments for his bravery yeah. from the most unlikely sources. Like yeah. I think he, he mentioned Nate Miles yeah. said congratulations <laughs> to him like while he was packing a scrum or something like that. Like, and you know, when you think of like progressive, you don't think Nate Miles, right? Like, no, but I, I reckon was that a sly tactic to throw him off while <laughs> while Nate did something dodgy the in the scrum? By the coaches, <laughs> yeah. make sure you give the referee a compliment <laughs> before you pack in, so you can, I don't know, yeah, gouge an eye or something down in there in the scrum without being noticed. So, I mean that. That sort of warmed my heart. We've come a long way in that regard, and that's quite a progressive thing. But then you look at the reasons why Matt is leaving the NRL, and you look at the, like we're saying, the unprecedented attention and, you know, well, abuse of referees at times that's happened, especially this year. And I feel like we've regressed. What, like, ideally, we would have progressed to the enlightened stage <laughs> where, you know, we all realise that referees will always make mistakes every single game of every single year and sometimes it's going to cost teams games yeah. and we have to get over it, but we haven't. We've actually gone backwards. Yeah, but what's that down to, I ask, knowing full well what the answer is? Well, I mean, to me, there's, there's a million reasons, but one of them is it's the age we're in. It's the age of social media, of people just screaming and yelling, and the, the, the people who scream loudest often get their way in this day and age. How about the... Look clear- at the president... Yeah, he's tweeting yeah, in caps lock. He's tweeting in caps lock. Yeah, and it's working. That, especially the Iran president. <laughs> you better watch it. There's plenty of caps coming his way. That's right. Um, no, it's it's a clear agenda at the News Corp papers, though. Oh, of as course, well, right? of course, but and that's all goes, part of it. It goes further than that. Like you still get, like yeah, those those people. It's 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 not just the news journos. It's it's almost every single person that has a like you can't see, but I'm using air quotes. Listeners, respected voice in the game. Mm. Bashes referees like uh, like commentary teams on TV still say, "Oh, why, why, why won't the ref just let the game flow?" I can't believe they're penalising for that. Oh, how did they miss that 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 yeah. forward pass? What are they doing? Yeah. If that 
the, the, the loudest voices on social media, are, their opinions are directly influenced by what they hear in, from those media outlets. Yeah. I yeah. place the blame squarely on them for f- putting this unnecessary, unnecessary focus on the referees. Well, well, of course, and there's those people, and we all know them, who, whose entire opinion is based on something they read 20 minutes yeah, ago, it's, it's, and then they go and spread that to yeah. whoever will listen to yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I suppose that flows on to... That's my reflection. I suppose yeah, that well, flows uh, on to that, that does. So my, um, as, a, as a counterbalance to that, uh, that clear and systematic picking at the referees, there is one voice of reason who is a respected voice in the game, and I refer to the great man Warren Smith. So, oh, yes. for those that are not enlightened, go and have a look at Warren Smith's Twitter feed. Oh. And, and the stuff he says in response to some of the baseless claims by a, a range of journalists. But he is, he, everything he says is backed up with facts. Like, he, he keeps, ref, like, he, he puts this current uh, crisis, hashtag crisis, around referees in perfect context by saying, we had this exact same conversation. Mm. We have it every three to five years. Five years ago, Bill Harrigan was dumped as head of the referees because mm. the referees weren't doing a good job. Yet all these voices that are yeah. in uh, mm. criticising referees are calling for Bill Harrigan to be reinstated. What well, in, in that memories, article, hello? that's right. In that article that Andrew Webster wrote, Matt Chechen refers to the eight count them eight referees bosses he's yeah. had, yeah. and they've all they've all left as quote unquote failures because everyone has a whinge every single time yeah. saying they can't do their job. So there's never been a referees yeah. boss who's come come out of it looking smelling like roses all yeah. the way back to that I can remember Peter Louis the former North Sydney coach who yeah. became referee's boss and and, went, and left in sadness I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I was while you were talking I was grabbing my phone <laughs> to look it up to to mention it as well because I got a tip off from listener Dave to have a look at that Twitter feed oh, it, is, it is amazing <laughs> and to top it all off today Warren Smith tweeted a screenshot of a particular journal that's now blocked Warren Smith <laughs> yeah. because he was talking too much sense to him yeah and uh, it's, that's it's right just... I mean and, and, in, and in pure Warren Smith fashion it was all done there were no like there was no abuse it was no definitely fa- not factual it was reasoned like and, and factual evidence based like everybody please calm down yeah here's, do here's the facts don't you think it's interesting that um, Warren and the people he's got an issue with having a Twitter beef is mm-hmm. that what we're going to call it mm-hmm. Twitter beef with um, they, they all answer to the same masters well it's true <laughs> it is true and, and they're all using the, the old uh, the very fashionable thing now that those people they're saying, oh, all the people supporting referees, they're all politically correct. Oh, you know, all these PC people. Like, give me a break. Oh, oh, actually, I'm sick of those people using <laughs> the, oh, I'm sick of this politically correct stuff. It's just a joke. Some of those people now, some of the loudest voices that have been against the referees, now that Matt, Ch- Matt Chechen has gone public, said he's retiring because he just can't handle the constant noise, mm-hmm. and now saying that they're using that as uh, more like um, justification justification for the vitriol they throw at the NRL now yeah. right. well like they the NRL should be should have done more to protect the referees from, from us. them <laughs> it's just whereas everybody should just relax like it human sport this happens in every single sport yeah. in ev- every single occasion of a sport being played and refereed by a human in all time and can I say we're not Johnny come latelys to this if people go back to our very that's right (laughs) people go back to our very first episode which is before the first round I think this year where we laid down the ground rules for being a progressive rugby league fan and one of them was we support the refs and we understand that they make mistakes so it's not like we're we're sort of jumping on any bandwagon no we invented the bandwagon (laughs) we we put the wheels on that damn thing and am I right in in saying that the um, Super League's 
extended the a welcome a, or an seems, invitation to Churchin to come over there if right. he wants to? I think that would be brilliant. Yes, I, I believe so. I mean, he definitely, in that article, he said he would... You know, think about it, and an offer came his way, and I believe. I, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic because, yeah. I mean, think about it, Matt. You've been, you know, referee. talking to him directly. Are you? I'm talking to you, Matt Chichen. You've <laughs> had a fan. great career in the NRL, and now you can go. You can be a dual. What is it? A dual Internet? oh, international a dual sort of. <laughs> a dual refereeing international. You'll be refereeing in. Toronto, perhaps Actually, has the that, south of France, the north of England. Have we had a referee that's that's done? So Chechen's done Origins. He's done internationals. He's done the NRL grand final. If, if he does yeah, the NRL grand final, if he joins the Super League and manages to do like a, a Challenge Cup game, oh, or, or, or and then Super like League a Super grand League grand final. final, is that? Have we had a referee that's done that before? <laughs> he could become the greatest referee this game has ever seen. That's like a ten-pin bowling uh, perfect game or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Or like, I'm sure there's a better analogy. <laughs> It's a little unfair to Barry Gomesall though, because he didn't ever have the opportunity. To, well, I know Ashley or Klein. Greg Ashley Klein came from the Super League and has been refereeing in the NRL for the last I don't know ten years. So mm. he may have done grand finals, but anyway, go Chech. Good on you, mate. Yeah. We salute you. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the mailbag. And God, it's been a big week on our own Twitter feed. Speaking of Twitter feeds, yeah. Look, first first things first, we should send out um, a cheerio and a thanks to. The Rugby League hipster, yeah, who sent out a tweet on our behalf because people might not know, but we've been tweeting over the last week or so. We've been live tweeting a book. <laughs> has, that ever been, has that ever happened before? We've heard of live tweeting Rugby League, but now live tweeting a book, and it's not just any book. It's the F- Forbidden Game by Mike Rylance, which is, of course tracks the French Rugby League history uh, all the way back to the 30s and the tragedy of French mm, Rugby League. Yeah. So we're live tweeting the book as we go through it every sort of tidbit of information that every morsel of interest we're sharing with our Twitter followers. And our Rugby League hipster tweeted, uh, for anyone who hasn't read Mike Rylance's The Forbidden Game, Progressive Rugby League is tweeting some fantastic excerpts of the book. Definitely worth a look at the account. So we thank you, uh, Rugby League yeah. hipster. He's a, I think he's from the UK. He's got, got quite a follower himself. So, so do, we have, do we have like a, a follower commission we have to... <laughs> Top him up for for the amount of uh... for every follower he gives us, we give him two good vibes strawberries. Yeah, <laughs> won't get that through customs. So thanks, uh, Rugby League Hipster, and people, check out uh, the Twitter feed because uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in that book. Let me tell you, I recommend people buy it if you can. I mean, it took us a while to find it, uh, and costs us a bit of money, but it's definitely well worth a read. Yeah, you should buy it. Well, actually, it's better. It's probably easier to find it in a second-hand shop these days. I'd say it's still in print, so. so I recommend. Getting it on Kindle, I think it's there. Yeah. And that oh, okay. way the, the, uh, the author should still be getting That's right. some sort of royalties on that. Yeah. If you're happy to sit here and listen to this, then you're, <laughs> then you're happy to... It's exactly. well worth the effort to go on and look for that. Yeah. And also, last week in the episode where Big Al and I were discussing the, the subject of consequence and how we could bring consequence into Southern Hemisphere Rugby League by bringing in a promotion relegation system, yeah. we've got some correspondence... Uh, from a guy called Ashton. G'day, Ashton. G'day, Ashton. And uh, look, I don't know if I should read this one. It's a bit embarrassing, but I'll, I'll go with <laughs> You're going to do it anyway. You do it, mate. <laughs> John O'Duncan for PM. <laughs> a refreshing look at the promotion relegation system and why we need to adopt, adapt sorry, in order to pro- progress. Bring on the consequence. Mm. So, I mean, got me thinking. If, you know, somehow I reached the, uh, the pinnacle of Australian politics, yeah. I would obviously have you guys at my side. And I think... Slug, you'd be a great treasurer. 
And Big Al, being the international rugby league expert of this show, you'd be a great foreign minister. Ooh, How excellent. do you feel about that? I love it. Yeah, I think you suit foreign minister. I should point out I did maths and society, <laughs> which um, I don't know if people would be happy with me being the national treasurer, but hey, look. How fascist are we going to be? Very? Probably not. That's not very aggressive. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I, I guess we'll put it to committee then. Well, along with um, in- international um, relations, can I also have the portfolio for enthusiasm? Yeah, go rugby, for rugby it. league enthusiasm. I always yeah. like to. Are you reckon you can handle two portfolios? I reckon I can do it. Okay, fantastic. What other portfolios would we have? Well, obviously, one fo- focusing on French rugby league, yeah. uh, one focusing on the international game in general, uh, one focusing on the nines. Uh, <laughs> what, like development what, of the nines? What, what, I, I think at least one, one per pillar as well. Oh, that's right. That's one right. focusing so on the Minister for chucking it around? Is, <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Minister for progressive values, Minister for comedy. Uh, yeah, I think we've got run to something here. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for the feedback, Ashton. Um, and... I don't know, Slug. What are the? Uh, how can people get in touch with us on the mailbag next week? Well, they can do that uh, by emailing progressiverl at outlook.com. Not that anyone really has yet ever. <laughs> we're, pulling, <laughs> we're pulling all our correspondence from the Twitters, which is uh, gaining traction. So find us there or on Facebook. Absolutely. So uh, that's the, the mailbag this week. Good one. What a week. Progressive Rugby League. Slugby Gal and me, we like what we see when it comes to French-Canadian Rugby the Teens. Ah, the trio's back. I love it when the three of us (laughs) harmonise like that. It really chills up the spine, fellas. Tears, actual tears. Uh, All right, so uh, big news. We all know that yesterday uh, we had the Challenge Cup semi-finals, so that saw the PRL's Catalan's Dragons come up against the Big Bad St. Helen. So... The, uh, what happened? I'm clapping. Yeah, you're clapping prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Catalans thoroughly defeated St. Helens, 35-60. Wow. There we go. Well. And it was, um, I uh, luckily for me, for us, uh, this game was actually broadcast in an Australian-friendly time slot, so about 9.30pm on a Sunday night. Uh-huh. Uh, so, got to watch most of the game. And let me tell you, the Dragons were just on Unbelievable. for that game. So, I think... They, they, they racked up, they got to about uh, 16-0, I think, after, like, say, 20 minutes or so. And mm. I don't think St. Helens had any idea what was going on. No mascot. What an incredible performance. Yeah, no mascot. You're right, that's right. There was, nothing, there was no mascot on the sideline. No mascot, there, no clue. And there was definitely, a ma- like, a, a fella in a dragon suit on the sideline. Right. So that must yeah. have been the advantage that Catalan had. Well, interestingly, uh, Dan, our, our great friend, Dan from the UK, I think he's a Warrington supporter, incidentally, uh, he tweeted us after that first 40 minutes and he said, this is the best 40 minutes of rugby that I've seen Canalands play and I can't wait for the hashtag French Canadian Rugby League update this week. Well, and so, here it is. So, here it is. Some, some notable things to take out of that f- perfect first half. Mm. Kenny Edwards got caught really, really high, um, which... <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> oh, in a, in a tackle. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just before you move on, can we just say kudos to Dan for calling it rugby? Taking the yeah, word back? Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right, Dan. Sorry, it's a, it's a small movement. Yeah. We are taking that word back. That's our word too. And also, I'd say, because he says it's the best 40 minutes of rugby that he's seen Catalan's play. And, like, I'm happy to go with him because, like, he only has to have seen maybe three halves to <laughs> have more expertise than us. So. Yeah. 
Well done, Dan. Thank you. Uh, no, but, Sorry, he, but he's right. It was a really fantastic game from the Dragons. They were, I think, a, a lot of credit goes to their forwards. They were, like St Helens just crumbled through the middle. Like, mm, yeah. and Sam Moa. Have you seen Sam Moa these days? No, he must be enjoying his cockovant because he's pretty big <laughs> and not in like not in a not in a fat guy kind of way. He's just he's down the wine That's and right. hitting the weights. He's Gruyere he's, cheese. He's so so big, and he managed to score a try as well. Well, I wonder. We were speaking about it, but off air. Big Al, but obviously the the heat may have played a role because I think the game was played at midday. Yeah, which uh, is why it was in an Australian friendly time. So yeah. it, play, it was played as part of a double header. Yeah, of course. Um, so so back to Kenny Edwards being caught around the head. Yeah, so he got caught around the head. Luckily, he was okay, which makes it which makes it all right for me to celebrate the the, <laughs> the incident. I'd like him every now and then to get a bit, you know, he, he just a um, yeah takes of his own medicine, shall we say? But he he, he stayed down, didn't he? I heard he had a he leg did. cramp. He did. Oh, I didn't, no, I didn't oh, see the I leg I think it was cramp. a head cramp this time. A head cramp yeah. and a leg cramp. Yeah, so there was. So St. Helens had a sin bidding five minutes either side of half-time. Right. Um, so that obviously uh, affected their ability to come back. So they in the second half, they did start strong, St. Helens, but yep. uh, Catalans managed, managed to hold them out. Um, they kicked an early field goal, which I which always makes me nervous. Mm. So they kicked a field goal after about thirty minutes, I think. Um, nervous about the mindset. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll save that for we're in the middle of the international update. But I have thoughts on the early field goal, which I'll introduce into this episode <laughs> later on. Stay tuned. Bit of a teaser. <laughs> Sizzle. Yes. <laughs> um, but what I, what I did notice was the game was just incredibly fast. And I think I was mentioning to John O'Duncan prior to the record that mm. I think there's just in the Super League. It's definitely in the Challenge Cup. There's less wrestle and less grapple, which makes the play the balls just Lightning. that much faster. It was it was fun to watch. So um, we've got a, a final now between Le Catalan, who are our team, obviously, mm. versus Warrington Wolves, which is our, our good friend Dan's team. So um, there's a battle of progressive rugby league right there. And obviously, as winning is secondary, mm-hmm. we'll be hope, both hoping our, our we just teams want, probably lose. We just, hope, <laughs> <laughs> we just want, uh, as long as rugby league is the winner on the team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but one thing I also wanted to call out was in the Super League, They've got the free play rule, which I think really promotes progressive play as well. So, which is kind of a um, a play on playing advantage. But yes. uh, if a team knocks on, then the team that um, gathers the ball can do whatever the hell they want with that. Right. And if it doesn't come off, so they can kick, they can like they can yeah do they can do a chip Razzle, and chase. Dazzle, they can do yep. a chip and chase in the middle of the field. Yep. And if the other team and if they lose possession, they go back. Right. To where the initial foul was committed, so I they still have the ball. Yeah, it was just it allows some what pretty do we cool do stuff. Here? It's too progressive, mate. You know, come on, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, it's too, a good rule. It's a great rule, I think. And like they used to use the the NRL used to use the All Stars game uh, to trial stuff like yes. that. Remember there was the uh, uh, the last. The, the double no the bonus point try yeah uh, um, bonus point try what are we going to do test stuff out in the Tonga Samoa test well, they also used to test stuff out in the 20s and for games between teams that are out of contest for the finals towards the end of the season so yeah, I think right. it was last year between the Dragons and the Knights they trialled a game with no video no with a captain's challenge on the video uh, referee. yeah they did and, yeah that's right and of course in that game there was no referrals from the video <laughs> referee <laughs> But it's not, it's, this is not something that they need to trial because it's happening in the Super League and it's going fine and it's the free free play. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just I really at, f- at first I was like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? I was like, all oh, right, the, the, free, the free play. play. And it really. It, and we should also mention cool that there was the women's Challenge Cup final yeah. over the weekend, and Leeds Rhinos got up over Castleford. So mm, well done, Rhinos and Tigers, the Rhinos. So uh, and thus. Close is the international update for today. Well, wow. we should we should also discuss what's coming up 
this week mm. in terms of the qualifiers. Yeah. That start. This is very exciting. We've been talk- talking about it all year. We, we couldn't wait for this moment where Toronto, Toulouse, London, Halifax are going to take on Widnes, Hull KR, Salford, Leeds Rhinos to see who makes it to the Super League. This is very, very exciting. And it starts this week. What are your thoughts, Big Al? Who do you think will... Who's your well, top three? <laughs> who's your million-pound game? So are we, are we talking what I want or what I... Like, in reality, what's probably going to happen? I'm not sure. I'm not, whatever well, you want. Well, what I want is what we all want, right? We all want a Toronto to lose. I want London. Yeah, and then I'll, ke- and I'll keep Leeds. And the rest of them, they get back down. <laughs> it's a podcast, Big Al. Fantasize. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that's it's exciting. <laughs> I mean, so there you go. That's 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 what I want. And oh, if they can, if if rugby league can serve that up to me, <laughs> forever grateful. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it won't be easy. Of course, you've got uh, four Super League teams. You would think that Leeds Rhinos. I mean, they got smashed last night, but you'd think that they would stay up. I mean, they were the champions last year. They've yeah. got players such as Ryan Hall, who's coming to the Roosters. Uh, you got maybe he's going to try and preserve himself. Perhaps, like he doesn't want to risk injury for his lucrative Sydney Roosters contract. <laughs> There's that. You've got Hull KR coached by the great Tim Sheens, mm-hmm. so you, you'd think that uh, he's got a few tricks up the sleeve. And I think they've bought. They've got Danny Maguire, I think, and also Todd Carney uh, for the, the qualifiers. I'm pretty sure they've bought Todd Carney, so you'd think they'd be all right. Salford, who have been horrible all year. I think they've just brought Jackson Hastings and they had a good last start victory yeah. with him. I wonder if Hastings can bring in a drinkwater-style effect to the team. Because wow. all it takes is one fringe first-grade half <laughs> into a team and yeah, there you go. Yeah, a bit of organisation. Yeah. And then Witness, who I don't know much about what they've done recently, but they've had a horrible year. So you'd think they're very vulnerable. Uh, so you think out of, out of the championship teams, there's likely a maximum of two who can make it. Toronto look the goods. Yeah, uh, they've got the wood on the other championship team. So there's three wins, you'd think, and you'd think they might be able to snag one more victory mm-hmm. uh, against Salford. And then Toulouse and London, they're pretty evenly matched. I think the last time they played, they they had a draw, in fact. So, jeez, one of those teams, if they can jag a game against Toronto, it won't be easy. But that's probably their ticket. What's the broadcast schedule in the UK for the qualifiers? Well, they're, they're all they're all Sky, No, well, Sky Sports are doing uh, a whole bunch of games, including a number of qualifiers, which I think last year they didn't do many, if any, qualifiers. So they've they've noticed they've come on board, going mm. this competition is where it's at. Yeah, they're doing quite a few competition of consequence. Exactly, <laughs> very much. Uh, Foreign minister, well done. Yeah. <laughs> so look, it starts this week, and look, I can't wait. Oh, bring it on. It's, it's, it's the Rugby League smorgasbord. So, I mean, my, my top three, if I'm going to go out on a limb, is probably going to be Hull KR, one, Toronto, two, Leeds, three, then, I haven't really thought about Drum roll. it. <laughs> Salford oh. will play against London in the million pound, million pound game. game. That's my prediction. I, I would love to see Toulouse make it and our great... Uh, sheep farming coach whose name escapes me uh, make the million pound game or the top three but I just can't see it happening at this stage it's all coming to a head isn't it oh god I've got goosebumps just thinking about it yeah it's amazing alright well let's get into our progressive moments of the week Um, who'd like to run at it first how about me (laughs) alright are you going to step 
No, I don't I don't want to avoid it. I wanna I wanna crash into it. Here we are. Sam Mellor style. Yeah. Well, yes. I just want to give a bit of breaking news rolled into my progressive moment, and Mm. that's obviously that just prior to our record here it was uh, announced that Anthony Griffin's been stood down Mm. as the uh, coach of the Panthers. Now, I consider this progressive purely from the the perspective of the entertainment. Value. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, four weeks out from finals, your team's doing reasonably well. <laughs> that is really going, we need to mix this up here, don't we? We need to get some real excitement and uncertainty I mean, going. They've already been a bloody exciting team this year. Just the amount of comebacks they've had. Yeah. Again, yeah. on the weekend, beating Canberra from being 14 points down. Can I also say... Not exciting enough. Ex-friend of the show, Mido, pointed out during the broadcast... Right. First... Like I think first recorded instance of a forty to thirty one scoreline uh-huh. <laughs> in the premier competition. But anyway, oh, I'm sure so, it's happened. So that, in the, championship. The, the fact that they've just axed Griffin, yeah, whilst the team, as you said, is doing quite well, they've won several games on the trot, all that sort of stuff, means that his relationship with the players must be that bad. When are you safe? Like, but like, obviously he's he's he must just not get how to communicate with younger players. Like, the playing group must not be happy. But if the playing group were unhappy, they wouldn't be playing. Like, they wouldn't be winning, right? Because a happy team is a winning team, which means I, I reckon Griffin must have just given the team over to themselves some time ago, like Daniel Anderson style, Parramatta two thousand and nine. You reckon? It's like just do whatever, they, do whatever you want. Then oh, so, and they just they just go how if so you is the issue that and I think so I was talking to someone about this today. Is the issue that the reason they've had so many come behind wins is because they followed the his game plan for the majority of the game, and then when it looked mm. like they needed to do something to win, they've abandoned it and just played their own style Maybe. and come back. Maybe I is mean, that unfair? Probably, oh, probably but without evidence. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, yeah. run a Twitter poll. The, the thing it's is, all the evidence you need. The thing is, I think they're saying Cameron Seraldo might take over. He's the assistant at the moment, and the players have a great relationship with uh, Cameron but that's the job of the assistant coach to be nice and to yeah, be the nice yeah, guy and to yeah. be the likeable person so I mean when you're head coach you've got to make hard decisions and you may not be liked so I'm not sure if it's a good idea just to you know choose a coach because the players like him can I mean I, it might work can I point out yes, these are sir. professional football players I know so why do they have to have somebody their buddies with being their coach good question it's Who a knows? job it's their profession who, how, what percentage of people out there are friends with their boss, do you think? Uh, I'd say 32%. There's mm. a, a job to do. It's a minority. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know. Um, the, you, the point you raised also about the score segues nicely into the point I was going to raise earlier about uh, the early field goal. Yes. So right. the early, I've always been, whenever me being a Tigers tragic, every single time they kick a field goal, that is... Uh, that is outside of the, the final two minutes of the game yep. I find it terrifying because <laughs> the early field goal is often the death of, a, of, a, of an, an impending win how and silly does a side look that's kicked a field goal who's, who, and then lost oh. yeah exactly <laughs> so like so when I was watching the Challenge Cup game with Catalans they kicked a field goal in like the 32nd minute or something which was odd say it again 32nd it, it was in the first half and they were up, they were up 14-0 or something or 12-0 and they, right. they kicked a field yeah, goal right. to go 13-0 and when they did that I was like oh that's I don't agree with that at all but then they, they just kept going with the game and they, and they won right but then yeah. you compare that to the Raiders-Panthers game the Raiders kicked the early field goal in the last 
16, 15 or 16 minutes to go from six ahead to seven ahead, so two scores. Mm. Yes. And that was just like a mental... Uh, it, for them, it meant, oh, cool, we're two, two scores ahead, we yep. can sort of go easy with this. Mm. And whereas for the Panthers, it obviously went like, oh, we've got to get two scores ahead yeah. now, let's really step it up. Obviously, the Raiders so, didn't didn't twig on the fact that there'd been about 100 tries up until that point <laughs> in that game, yeah. and there was still 15 minutes yeah, to go. So, but, I, but I think that's what it is. So I think the field goal, for the, the, for the early field goal to have the, a negative effect has to be kicked within the last 15 minutes but before the last five minutes right, that, okay. I think I've worked it out I think that's what it is that's a negative so zone so kick field goals wherever you want yeah. outside of that time but with not it, between 60 even the 30 second yeah. minute yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it works. first minute yeah. why not first um, minute field goal why not I'd love yeah, to see I that. Like that one. How that. come when all it, points were created equal? How come like, when a team is two points down, yeah. no one ever thinks to kick? And I'm not trying to make a silly joke here. Nobody thinks to try and kick two field goals. Mm. It's, it's doable. Yeah. Well, like, Terry, Lamb Terry Lamb tried it once. So no, we tried to kick, it once. He tried to kick one field goal to win when he was two <laughs> points behind. It's very different, right? Maybe <laughs> you misread the clock. <laughs> Imagine the, the the psychological games you could play. Just if you just kicked a field goal in the first set, you have oh, in, their, yeah. in their heart. Yeah, do it. That's like that's brilliant. I'm all for that. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, the defense isn't tired yet. It's, you've got to work harder to get a try. Yeah, and just I reckon put it one put, over their heads. It puts something in the the minds of the opposition, like like you don't know what we're going to do. We're going to try and score anywhere, <laughs> so you better watch out. It's going to stress them out. They're going to get mentally fatigued trying to work out if you're going to try and snap a field goal. Yeah, the time. yeah they're getting the calculators. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> What's going on? I like it. You're a field goal specialist. Maybe we can get you in as a Panthers coach. <laughs> well, you have a field goal specialist. Like, I have kickers in the NFL. You have yeah, a field goal right. specialist who you take off after ten minutes after he's snapped off three field goals <laughs> three in nil. the first ten yeah. minutes. Three nil. Take a break. <laughs> uh, look, my moment. I've got two moments of the week, if I may. Uh, I always have a couple, don't I? One is the guard of honour that was given to Jonathan Thurston at the end of the Roosters Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a lovely touch. Well mm-hmm. done, Roosters. I thought, you know, is that the last home game? Oh no, it wasn't even the home game. No, it was the Roosters. You know, saying to oh, Jonathan right. Thurston, "We appreciate what you've done." Oh, good on you, and Roosters. all the best in the future. Yeah, I thought it was a lovely touch. Yeah. The other one is Steve Mascord. We were talking earlier about... Um, what about him? <laughs> Did he mention him? <laughs> we were talking earlier about Warren Smith, who is... You know, the Rugby League had their immortals the other week. If we had progressive Rugby League immortals, I think Steve Mascord would be the only immortal. <laughs> and Warren Smith's just made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so progressive Rugby League immortal Steve Mascord <laughs> called out a Castleford Tigers player in the women's competition who lost the Challenge Cup final, as we mentioned earlier and then went on a Twitter rant saying that the game was rigged oh. and the ref must have been paid off. What? And then Steve Mascord said, this is exactly what we don't want to see and basically, you know, in a professional way, yeah. way said, this, yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. So, well done, Steve. Once again, showing us the way. Mm. He, he is a, a beacon. <laughs> surely surely there'd be some kind of uh, formal repercussion to that, though. Not sure, not sure. It's, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Mm, well. Wait and see. Uh, so I, like Jono, also have two progressive Uh So the first one, back on Matt Chechen, I think just the the ground announcement at the game, there was a ground announcement of congratulating him on 300 games. Yeah. I think that, that was a really nice mm. touch. And I think those sort of milestones, like what do we do for players, 100, 150, 200, 250, 300, that sort of how it goes. That, yeah. that should be a regular thing for referees as well. Like they are... Just, just as active as the players. Yeah. Um, and it was a nice touch how he ran on the field initially and everyone, well, by himself and people clapped him. It was a lovely yeah, touch. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was really nice. So a bit more of that. 
Uh, and my second progressive moment is uh, Todd Greenberg and Peter Beatty held a public fan forum prior to the uh, Roosters game mm. um, where they just at the end of the forecourt of Allianz Stadium, I think. Oh. Uh, fans rock up. So they just said we're here. Questions. Yeah. here. And it, was, it wasn't Q&A. spontaneous. They, they put it out there like this is going to be happening. Right. So if you want to address us in this, any way, uh, this is your chance to do it. Phil Rothfield um, there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he was in a trench coat with, with a wig on. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so I just think I think that's really good. So I know, like most most uh, high-ranking administrators, often do Twitter Q and As and that sort of stuff. But it's a really nice touch to do it like in person, Old where, school. where no one can accuse them of filtering out questions they yes, didn't right. want and like and you can't having, hide and, behind and it's, not, and it's not really them answering the questions blah 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 it yeah. was just like it was really and it was both of them yeah. so you got the commissioner and you got the CEO I just thought it was transparency uh, yeah really nice progressive. touch and it's there you go yeah. like, like, give us your questions unfiltered <laughs> so, do so, so do, any idea of the standard of the questions they were copying uh, I'm quite sure it would have been something about referees something about the bunker something about the salary cap um, yeah. And you know something about grassroots. Yeah, all right. The standard. Yeah. It, it was like a live version of the PRL mailbag. Maybe we should do that one day. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be in the corner of Victoria Road. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then after the questions, are, are a reading from the Forbidden Game. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Johnny Duncan. Um, is that us done, fellas? Are we uh, cooked? Yeah, that's us done. All right. Well, thanks once again for joining us here. Uh, welcome to all. Our new Twitter followers this week. I don't know how many of you are going to listen to this, but uh, you know the message might get to you subconsciously somehow. Welcome, 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 and uh, you know, stick with us, folks. It's uh, getting to the pointy end. It's all heating up. The progressive levels are rising. See ya, bye all. See ya in rugby league. We trust. I have no evidence to suggest that progressive levels are rising. I just said that. Progressive or not, it's just something I want to say. I don't know. Otherwise, I don't have anything. Well, you can no, say no, it. no, say it. I've got two things. If it means something to you, <laughs> then yeah. it's progressive. Yeah, yeah. Slug will call it out. It's not progressive. <laughs> well, no, I won't because I, I've come up with the least progressive progressive moment so far in this series. <laughs> what was that? How good is rugby league? How good, How good is it? My, my, come on, my links are more tenuous than anyone else's have been so far. Uh, I've got two if someone wants one of mine. No, no, oh, progressive moments. Mm. Just, no, just you, you, they're yours, mate. You, you, you peel them off. You have two. Yeah, but I feel like if, I, if I'm growing vegetables in the garden, I want to share them. <laughs> you know, I'm not just going to eat all the vegetables myself. I mean, I want to eat some chocolate one day. I, think I want to eat some meat one day. Oh, you're going to trade it, I see. I yeah, think people butter. see us as a collective kind of unit. Okay. So your, 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 your thoughts are our thoughts. Okay. I certainly hope so, anyway. Well, anyway, if you ever <laughs> want a thought, <laughs> uh, I grow vegetables. <laughs>